0: This, 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 this this is mythical.
1: What's the best sparkling water? The sport crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market. Flavored or not. Hey, check out these nudes.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, yeah, those nudes are super hot. What
1: the heck? That's disgusting, guys. It's ramen, Courtney. This
0: This is is a hot dog dog as a sandwich. sandwich.
1: (laughs) Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah,
0: I put ice in my cereal, so what? That
1: makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich.
0: A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show we take on the world's biggest internet debates. I'm your host, Josh Cher. And
1: I'm your host, Nicole Anaity.
0: And today we are joined by Smosh cast member, but that doesn't define her entirely. No, she's defined <laughs> by her love of ramen. We are <laughs> joined <laughs> by friend of the show, Courtney freaking Miller. Welcome.
2: Hello. Studio welcome. audience, clap. Thank you. Everybody clap. Everybody in the oh, studio audience, clap. Very good.
0: Thanks so much.
2: I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk about my favorite thing. Woohoo! Of
0: course, but first we have to talk about something that's been bothering me. Um, What's bothering a- and you? And nobody seems brave enough to answer this question, but what is a Smosh? I've been meaning to ask for so long, and I have no idea. What is a Smosh? What the hell is Smosh?
2: I can tell you it. Okay, yeah. Tell us you want know to know the story behind the name? Yeah, tell us. Uh, it was Ian and Anthony and their friends were talking about at a concert, there was a mosh pit, mm-hmm. but their friend didn't like he messed it up and kept calling it a smosh pit and Ian and Anthony thought it was so funny it was like Mm. their inside joke they go smosh pit smosh smosh and then they decided to name their website smosh because of
1: a, a little oopsie-doopsie joke. That's so interesting. I could have I could have guessed a million different things. I would have never got, guessed mosh pit being pronounced incorrectly. I feel mm. like
0: so many companies spend so many millions of dollars on, like, marketing R&D research to come up with names and logos and all that. <laughs> and then you hear the actual stories behind things, and it's, like, a stupid inside joke. <laughs> like, right. Phil Knight didn't want to call Nike Nike. He wanted to call it Dimension Six. And Thank everybody God. was like, That's the dumbest name ever and he's like, No, Dimension Six is the name. And uh. then they had a filing deadline coming up and he was like, Uh, screw it, Nike and he paid an art student two dollars an hour from Portland State to just like draw something that Brilliant. quote conveyed motion and it was a swoosh and he was like, that's dumb, whatever, put it out to market. And now they exploit uh billions of um, child workers.
1: Oh, okay. with a B, with a B.
0: Speaking of which, Courtney, we're talking
1: about, That's right, everybody.
0: <laughs> we're talking about ramen versus pho. Now, this is a controversial topic. We didn't want to do this for a long time. That's true. Because wow. there's no point in pitting two noodle queens against each other, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. However, We do live in a society, Nicole, and this, Nicole is is like up until the last- I live in a society?
1: We live in a society, and I'm saying- I'm saying,
0: okay, this is a common choice that I personally am often forced to make when I Mm -hmm. want a bowl of hearty, delicious noodle soup, Mm -hmm. ramen and pho being two of the most popular and most delicious. So I'm Mm -hmm. saying this is a real problem rooted in practicality. Courtney, what's your answer?
2: Uh, I agree. (laughs) No, I mean, I think they're both great. Sure. Yeah. I I think, but they have, I personally, sorry, can you rephrase the question? That was like a lot of words.
1: Do you like ramen or pho more?
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) Like you're 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 in a court deposition right now. Uh,
2: No, I I will say I do, I love ramen more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I have my personal reasons. I can't say one culture of food is better than the other. Yeah. Uh, You are the fa queen. I love fa so much. And I want to say fa king. (laughs) Uh, Because it sounds like a swear word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, like I understand why it's great, but. I love ramen so much more, and I make it for myself. I tried making ramen broth for the first time. No way. Congratulations. The other day. Wait, what kind of ramen that? broth? So I literally just used whatever was in the fridge. We had uh, a carton of like what was left of some chicken bone broth.
1: Hell yeah. Nice. Um,
2: put in a little bit of water, boiled that, put the chicken bone broth in, put in soy sauce, um, gochujang, Korean chili flakes, uh, onion powder, garlic salt, and then just like kept stirring it, and then butter. and then I didn't have any vegetables so it was literally that and noodles and then I had some like ground Korean turkey that Mm. we made so I like just threw all that together so it was kind of like a A very very traditional recipe. (laughs) Very cursed because I know in ramen, (laughs) they don't typically even do chicken broth in traditional ramen, right? Well, so
0: actually ramen is like a huge wide breadth of foods. So a lot of the ramen that we probably think of in America is like tonkotsu ramen, right? Mm -hmm. So you're thinking of like the really thick, rich pork broth Mm -hmm. made from simmered pork bones Mm -hmm. for like hours and hours. But if you actually go to Japan and also a lot of restaurants in L.A., we have a huge Japanese population in Torrance. And I know that we because do. of watching. Have you ever watched Terrace House?
2: Uh, no, I don't think I do have. Do you know
0: about it? Josh I I loves think I Terrace of it. House. It's the greatest show of all time. It's like the real world, but the Japanese version. Oh, and so in very like kind of cool. Japanese entertainment fashion, um, they have like very slow brewing romances. And there's not a lot of drama like people. T- I mean, they're, they're, they've had their incidents. There was the Wagyu beef stealing incident. Um, oh my God, <gasps> crazy. But there was like, there was this one uh, romance that was brewing over the course of like 36 episodes, they finally held hands. 36 they finally held. They, they finally held hands, and I was like, yes, Shion, Shion, you did it, oh, you held her hand. Oh my God. Um, yeah, but uh, point is, in one episode, they were all like, have you been to America? And they were like, yes. Yeah. So they were like, we in America. And they were all just like, Torrance. And they're like, oh, I've been to Torrance. I've been to Torrance. So you go to like- How cute. Torrance is the biggest Japanese uh, population in Los Angeles. That's adorable. Wow. You know, not Sawtelle Japan Japantown or Little Tokyo. So you go there and you can find all the different styles of ramen. Mm-hmm. And so like my favorite ramen is actually a chicken-based ramen. Me it's too. A python? Tori python. Tori python. Tori python, Tori python nice. ramen.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, my first, so I- most of my like teen years, all the way until my early 20s, I only knew of like cup noodles. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's, and that's most same, of the sure. same. Yeah. And then some people from Smosh Games one day took me to Jinya, which is like yeah. a ramen I love chain. Jinya. I think it's a great like lily pad into like ramen culture and like ramen Totes. cuisine. Uh, so yeah, I had spicy chicken ramen for the first time and it blew my mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, Jinya does really good work. Jinya is. Are they owned by like one of the bigger Japanese restaurant groups?
1: I don't know, but I know Robotagenia is like mm-hmm. the sushi version of Genia Ramen yeah. Bar. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Good. it is really
2: good.
0: <laughs> but they, they'll do a bunch of like fun, weird, inventive stuff. Like they'll they'll do like the, they have a truffle ramen. They have a yeah, ramen, yeah, really like a, a cilantro like
2: lime ramen now. Yeah, Shut up. it's crazy. Sounds so good. I know it's like they're teetering onto the pho world there, yeah, at that point so too. Um, yeah,
0: one of the interesting things about this is we. We tend to think of a lot of non-American foods as having these, like, hundreds-year-old traditions, right? Like, yeah. Um, we think uh, – when you say, like, ramen is not traditionally prepared with X, uh, what is traditional in ramen is constantly changing because the dish, like, isn't even 100 years old. Like, there's Whoa, there's kind of this wild. idea – It's wild. It is wild, right? So, like, noodles have been around in Japan for over a 1,000 years, right? Mm-hmm. They sure. estimate roughly since, like, 800 AD. Um, there were a lot of Chinese dynasties that were sort of, like, ruling over – All these things that we think of as sovereign nations today, so like Vietnam, which we'll talk about later, was Mm -hmm. also ruled by Chinese dynasties for a long time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the noodle-making technology was sort of exported there. And then for a long time, the two most popular noodles in Japan were udon and soba, Mm -hmm. which, if we're talking about favorite noodles in the world, zaru soba, chilled soba with the the dipping sauce, is maybe my favorite.
1: Okay, okay. Chewy buckwheat
0: noodles, but neither here nor there. So ramen, they think, came back. So men literally comes from the Chinese mian, which, is, which means noodle, mm-hmm. or like wheat-based noodle. Correct. Uh, and so ramen is a wheat-based noodle that came, people think, from like the second Sino-Japanese war. So basically soldiers from Japan were in China, were eating a bunch of wheat-based noodle soups, and then they brought that back to Japan, and then the first sort of iterations of ramen were created, and Mm -hmm. then it wasn't really made, like, popular, popular until post-World War II, which, oh, Josh talking about World War II again. (laughs) Welcome
1: to the podcast. But also part of (laughs) it came
0: from instant noodles, because there were a bunch of food shortages, because World War II was just brutal to the entire world, and especially Japan. Uh, And so the Japanese government was trying to get people to eat American wheat bread, and uh, Momofuku Ando, who is uh, generally credited for inventing instant ramen, was like, well, why not try and feed the Japanese population on noodles because we're a lot more familiar with that than bread. And the government was Aww. like, we don't have the capability to produce that many noodles. And he was like, let me figure it out. And so that's when he invented the flash frying and cooking and dehydrating process which to create is, instant ramen. Which is
1: like the wow.
2: coolest thing ever. It is the coolest. Incredible, thing. And so yeah. And it's still my my favorite form of noodle is like the fried like, mm-hmm. noodle. Brick. like there are some, yeah, there are some grocery stores that I found will have like, cause I like making my own ramen all the time mm-hmm. and I don't like having to like waste a pack or like all the plastic that comes with like a full on package. So sure. getting a container of like a bunch of noodles and it's hard to find just like the fried mm-hmm. like brick of noodles, but I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, some yeah. places will do like, uh, like, uh, the, f- the fresh ramen noodles.
1: Mm. And like I love fresh ramen noodles. I do <laughs> too. I prefer them to the flash fried. It's healthier. Ones. Too. I do. Aside from it, I just think they taste so much better and they make for a better ramen experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Ramen noodles do have like ramen, I I absolutely love ramen. My official answer here is pho because I wow. I and, and again, this is purely based on personal taste. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is, yes. It is
1: based purely on personal And pho
0: is yeah. another dish that like a lot of the influences have come from Vietnamese Americans mm-hmm. and then passed back to Vietnam. So like jala, so jalapenos cool. are a really interesting thing mm-hmm. in pho, right? I'm getting derailed. I want to talk about ramen. I want to talk about yeah, ramen. Yeah, we'll talk about ramen, to, Josh. We'll get back to jalapenos. Nerd
1: out I, about ramen.
0: I love ramen like everybody else. I grew up eating instant ramen because mm-hmm. it literally cost 10 cents a pack when it was on sale at the grocery store. It was literally 10 for a dollar. Mm. And so I grew up eating that and like – the weird flavors that you can only find at the 99 cents. are so Not even that. Yeah. Really, like creamy Alfredo, jalapeno cheddar oh, yeah, ramen that they yeah. had. Yeah. The cup <laughs> noodles. It,
2: it's free. Tapatio makes ramen now. Isn't yes. yes. weird. Well, yes. ramen
0: has literally traveled the world because of instant noodles. You so know what right. I mean? Um, but the first time I had a bowl of like proper Japanese ramen, I think mm-hmm. when I was probably in my teens and I went with, you know, a friend's family who was Japanese up to LA. That was like a really life-changing experience. Mm. where I was like, holy crap, this is what that dish can actually be. Like it sure. was a bowl of tonkotsu ramen with chashu pork mm-hmm. and just like the fattiness, the richness of that broth, all the pork bones cooked down for hours and hours and hours, the scallions, you know, the the fish cake, the seaweed on it, like flavors that I'd never experienced before. Mm-hmm. That was like a really eye-opening moment. Sure. And, and like the production of ramen, like um, making like a, a tare, Right. Yeah. Which is like you make the, like a. Is that
1: the essence oil? Yeah, you basically yeah.
0: make like an essence oil or yeah. like a, a really like thick,
1: concentrated, concentrated,
0: like, you know, sauce base, and you yeah. add the broth to that in the bowl. Like, that's really freaking fantastic. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think for me, I, I ramen myself out. Wow. I ramen myself out because there's so Why? many places, there's so many places in LA, especially popping up, that were all serving sort of the same bowl of tonkotsu yeah. ramen.
1: Yeah. and
0: they were just like how thick and fatty and porky can we make this broth (laughs) you know what I mean yeah it was like this arms race
1: I think the thickest fattiest porkiest one I've had is Sujita Annex
0: Sujita Annex which is have you been to Sujita
1: no oh my god we need to go my god, please take me wine and dine me please yo it's like I, I We're going to
0: drink buzz balls in the alley behind <laughs> it. So like yeah. the whi- the whining won't be like yeah. the most yeah. elegant, no, but we fine. can yeah, <laughs> dining The dining
1: sure. will be the wine not so much. Um there was a, we we made a list of 100 best foods you need to try before you die. <gasps> and one of the items on on my half of the list was this ramen. It's just It's so porky and delicious. It's almost like you're drinking Parmesan cheese broth. That's how intense it is. And then it has this beautiful pile of bean sprouts, which I normally don't get. I don't like bean sprouts. But they like blanch the bean sprouts and then they put a bunch of green onions and then this beautiful pork and then an egg. And then your eyes just close. You drink the soup. And Um. it's the most. Also, I'm team fun. Do you hear I'm talking about ramen? (laughs) it's one of the most delicious food ex- like that is that is like top tier ramen in my mm. mind. Mm. When I think of ramen, that's what I think of. And I think it's brilliantly done over there. Okay, I I just had to talk
0: about. Not <laughs> to be the creepy guy, but like ramen is a very it's a very sensual food.
1: Um a the jiggly
0: egg, the fatty the pork sounds
1: you make when you're yeah. eating. An egg. <laughs> I think I think it's sexiest whenever so, you have the sukumen, which is the dipping ramen, right? Is that sukumen oh, is dipping yeah, ramen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's really being entangled with your food in a very unique, specific way. Yeah. Cause when do you ever pick up noodles, put them in a sauce? Take everything, put it on there, and then just slurp it up, and then do it again and again and again until you're insane. I feel like that's (laughs) kind of like Korean cuisine, though. Like Mm -hmm. like, there's
2: all the little things, the fixings that you grab and put together, and you eat it the way you want it. Korean ramen, Korean ramen. Yeah, yeah, ramen. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's this place in I think Long Beach called Sura, which is a Korean restaurant that has a like they call it the Hangover Ramen. (laughs) Yeah, it's like legit broth and everything, but it's using like. A packet of the brick fried noodles it's so funny yes um but yeah
1: korean ramen slaps
0: i it's funny ramen has for a long time and there's been one specific ramen shop it's called santuka and it's in the Mitsuo market in west oh, la Oh,
1: that's some good stuff.
0: that is right so there. you get the spicy cash miso only. ramen
1: cash, cash only. only
0: baby do not show up there without cash <laughs> no, 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 and sometimes no. there's just a line to get into a grocery store on the weekend wow Slap. yeah which is yeah. fun but that's been my like long time hangover cure mm. which is interesting because Fair. when i get sick i had strep throat recently and i was begging for pho
1: (gasps) I was sick on Saturday you guys I literally had the worst tummy ache I was like crawling to the bathroom that's how sick I was and the only thing that made me feel even remotely alive pho
0: Fa fa is life bringing. It was the only
1: thing on planet Earth that made me go from a fetal position into sitting in a chair normally. That is uh, that's what I will say too
2: because I love ramen because I love being attacked with flavor and yeah. texture and all the things that I put in it. But if I'm not feeling like well, mm-hmm. fa is what I get because it is like I feel like it's a more pure and like healthier like but the same thing of like the noodles, the yeah. meats, the broth mm-hmm. but it like I I'm like oh no, this is like when my mom would make me Campbell's chicken noodle yeah, soup yeah. to feel better, like fa is like the better version of that. Sure. Wait, sure. I
0: think we found like a little dichotomy here. Like ramen, you're being attacked, which is something that I generally love in food. But mm-hmm. I think as a, this is not a dig to Courtney, I'm not even look look her in the eye. <laughs> this. But like okay. I think as you're as you as you mature, as your palate matures, yeah. you start to appreciate subtlety in food more. And Courtney, <laughs> Courtney is just like a troglodyte idiot no, over here no, like, no, you're give silly. me flavor, nom no, nom. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, baby.
1: I think I think ramen attacks you. I think pho coddles you and nurtures you. Mm-hmm. And Correct. You. Pho
0: dances with you. I
1: love pho. So, it's so herbaceous, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pure, it's fresh herbs that, you know, ripped by hand. Yes. You slap the Thai basil, you throw it in there, you throw in some jalapeno coins, you taste the broth and you're like, Okay, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something really calming about crushing a bowl of pho. But whenever you finish a bowl of ramen, you just wanna kinda of put your shirt over here and be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yes. when David Chang used to crush bowls of I don't know if you saw, like on my I think it was on Mind of a Chef. Yeah. He would yeah, just yeah. go through and eat bowls of ramen like his life depended on it. And afterwards he would just be like hanging on the side like this. That doesn't happen whenever you have pho. When no. you finish a whole bowl, you're like, okay, I can fin I can like complete anything I set my mind to Mm -hmm. with ramen days done.
0: Pho is restorative. Yeah. It's yes. enlivening. Pho
1: is restorative. it's and like mozzarella soup. It's a, it's it's a f- like ball soup. Also, pho is
0: traditionally a breakfast food. Well, that
1: makes, um, sense. that and, makes sense. And
0: also on hot days, people eat pho for breakfast because it actually cools you down. Interesting. Um, and also since it's not so fatty. So pho is like it's re- have you have you made pho from I've scratch never before? I've never
1: make before. me either. you never
0: made it from scratch before? No, I
1: don't need to. I feel like it's we, we're so blessed <laughs> to live in LA. Yeah yes. that the way that these broths are created and manipulated into such beautiful flavors. I I want to learn and I'm sure I will in a few years whenever I feel like it but it's done so well I'm like let the experts handle it man they got it on lock
0: dude I I have made I've made ramen ramen broth from scratch before I did a tori python ramen so tori python is where you take uh, (laughs) bird bones tori means bird um, or like yakitori chicken etc and so you take uh, bird bones uh, chicken namely and you like simmer them for 24 hours sometimes Mm. and then you'll actually blend the bones to extract all the marrow and then you just strain it through a fine mesh sieve and so it's just like this milky incredible rich chicken broth um, which is a labor in its own effort making pho broth is so freaking difficult because it requires meticulous skimming Mm. so basically like pho is another one of those things that post-world war ii developed um all these different uh because vietnam was going through its partition after world war ii right communist north Capital of South. Yeah. We all roughly know the history. And so there's a partition in, I think, like 1954. And so pho was mainly something that was made in Hanoi. And it started in, like, roughly the late 19th century. Is Had is a lot Hanoi to do. North? Hanoi's the North. Okay. Uh, Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City is, like, the South. Got Those it. are the okay. two sort of cultural nexuses in the mm, biggest cities in Vietnam. It, it. And then you have, like, Hue, which is the royal province where the soup Bun Bo Hue comes from, which Bomb. is. Bomb! Man, BBH. You got a BBH? Dude. BBLs are out. BBH we is gotta in. we got to
1: take you to get some BBH too. <laughs> what is BBH? <laughs> well, Bobon
0: anyway, it's so, yeah. delicious. You can talk, you can talk Boom about bo- it. Boom, so okay, well, let's go back to pho. Sorry, So <laughs> um Pho, beef was never really big in Vietnam until the French occupation. And so there was a lot of just, um, you know, they were eating a lot of like water buffalo and stuff like that. And a lot of people think that pho actually comes from, no, this can't be true.
1: French influence?
0: Well, it, 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 they think the beef at least came from French influence. But some people, you know the French dish, uh, poto pho.
1: Like Never heard of it. P
0: o t a u f e u.
1: Oh yeah, okay. okay they think yes, pho yes, may come
0: yes. from that. I read that one place, so it doesn't actually make any damn sense to me. Okay, um, but anyways. Uh, so
1: Josh just fact checked himself in real time. <laughs> welcome awesome. to the ADHD brain, that? baby. That it doesn't awesome. shut off. It's like That's a NASCAR awesome. track up there. Self preservation. Yeah, wow. uh, <laughs>
0: and so there was a lot more beef, and so then they sort of uh, created these like really rich beef stocks with mm. um, all the bones that were left over, and so fa is Made almost exclusively with like bones as opposed to meat, mm-hmm. right? Which a lot of which I love, broths it's are the same, yeah. I'm sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. but love. there is so many different spices and herbs in Vietnamese cuisine, and a lot of that really came into pho after partition mm-hmm. when they went from Hanoi in the north where pho was more popular. And if you to this day, if you go to a northern Vietnamese restaurant, which there's a lot in like Alhambra, um, Arcadia thicker area, noodles, right? Well, so they'll mm-hmm. use thicker noodles and it'll be more sparse toppings and it'll be like a plainer mm-hmm. flavored broth. Because it wasn't until it got to the south, which was more of like a trading port, right? And that was open to more of the world that they started adding um, hoisin to it, which is Chinese, right? (laughs) Started adding a bunch of different chili sauces to it, all this. Uh, And so for me, like, fuzz is incredible just dance of... All the Air max you have to char your ginger, your onions to get that sort of mm, yeah. burnt flavor. You there's have to rock meticulously candy. skim it. There's there's rock sugar yeah, in it. Yeah, there's rock wow. sugar in it. You so know, riddle. to add like that little bit of sweetness to the broth. And then there's all these spices in it that you don't taste unless you have like a really good pho broth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. If you go to some places that are just trying to spit out gallons and gallons of pho and make their money, a lot of their food just sort of tastes like, you know, they'll use MSG, which again is perfectly safe and fine. But sometimes you'll be like, I know y'all did this to stretch, more, stretch out the yeah, bones, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I want more actual stretch beef out flavor. The
1: bones.
0: Um, There's but like, like the cardamom, the the star there, anise. Star
1: anise is like the big
0: one that you
2: taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Wow, that's crazy. I'm I'm like absolutely mind blown. I I didn't read. I thought because like the way pho comes across to me, it feels just so simple and mm. fresh and just like like. Three ingredients, almost. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Which so makes sense so because it's a very,
0: it's like a very clear broth that makes you just kind of think of like if you grew up eating something mm-hmm. like a Campbell's beef. Sure. You know, soup, something like that. But that's why I'm saying like pho, once you really dive in and you understand the intricacies of it, once your like palate has been trained and you don't have to be like a huge foodie a-hole no. like Nicole and I did, but next time you take a sip of pho broth, like- before you
1: put stuff in it. Before
0: you before you ah. put stuff in it.
1: That's, this is a big this is a big thing. Before you put anything in your pho broth, taste it, mm. notice it, and then add stuff. Don't just go willy nilly because yeah. each shop's pho broth is going to be dramatically different from the next. Wow. Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Hundred yeah, percent. But like really like inhabit your own mouth. Mm. Like put all of your consciousness into your palate. on really like your own road. Try, <laughs> try, yeah. try and think of the spices. Try and think of yeah. like the burn on that onion. Try and think <laughs> of the you know that's why I freaking wow. love pho so much.
2: I'm a texture girly when it comes to food. So, and I, when it comes to sandwiches and and a lot of other foods, I love it when it's crisp and like fresh. So Mm. I do appreciate pho when it's like the, um, what's it called? The little tendon? No, like the, the, they're like... They put it bean in sprouts? ramen. The bean sprouts. Okay. Mm. Why did I lose that in That's my okay. head? I got you. It's like the bean sprouts and the chicken and like the 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 Thai basil. Like the crunch mm. of it all is like so satisfying. So satisfying. So I can totally appreciate that. But what I love about ramen is like a lot of restaurants offer like such a crazy array of like toppings corn. to like customize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corn. Corn. Eggs. corn. Corn is my favorite thing to put me in ramen, too, and fresh too. garlic. I love people do like the the black garlic oil yeah, or the things. Oh, that's, oh. I I personally am like nothing hits like fresh minced garlic. You're so just right. Plopped in there, um, but yeah, I I would say I think texture wise and stuff like pho, that makes me way more satisfied. Yeah. And now knowing the work that goes into it, I'm like, holy crap!
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. 100%. What's I your pho
2: order? Like, what's your favorite pho to get? Um, I just love a classic chicken. Your chicken? Yeah. Mm. I love chicken. I, uh, I always steal people's extra Thai basil. I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah. with Thai basil. Same, same, same. And yeah, then yeah, lots yeah. of lime. Um, I never really used the, um, the plum sauce, really. The hoisin sauce? Yeah, the hoisin, yeah. hoisin That's sauce. Good. That's I would good. just do the, like, I like spicy. I'm not a sriracha fan, but I'll deal with it. Mm hmm. But that's, that's my wanting to be attacked with flavor aside.
0: No, fair, fair, fair. And I think pho gives you that opportunity to be attacked if you want to be yeah, attacked. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they'll
0: give you the jalapenos on the side. Yeah, they'll give you all the herbs. Um, my favorite thing is if you go to a Vietnamese restaurant and they give you an herb that you have never heard of. And you've never seen, you're just like, what the hell is this? Like there's one, like a uh, Rao Ram is what it's called. Okay. I have a guide to Vietnamese, or I have a hand painted guide to Vietnamese of herbs in our kitchen because do. I'm that guy. Um, <laughs> but the the single best bowl of uh, my, my favorite bowl of Vietnamese soup I've ever had, mm-hmm. Damn it, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of the restaurant. Okay. It, is in, oh, no. it is in Oklahoma City. Oh, there wow. I wouldn't have known <laughs> it. I know. Well, it's, it's in old Long John Silver's that you could tell oh, was, so was dilapidated cool. in the 80s. Um, but they had all these herbs that I had never seen of. They'll okay. call it like fish mint Um, is one. And cool. there's not a lot of English translations for some of them. But it turns out his parents just started growing them in their garden out back because they were like, we can't find them here. You know, that's and so so exciting. Uh, we got a bowl of um Bunryu. Which is like a, a crab soup, and we got a bowl of bun bah, which is like bun bo is like pho, except it is incredibly spicy, and uh, the noodles are a little bit thinner, and there's cubes of pork blood generally, and Oof. like whole like uh, beef like bones. It's great, and there, uh, it is oh, absolutely I'm fantastic. Sure it is, it it is, is restorative, um, but like there's a lot of my point is when ramen in America, there are so many enterprising chefs. David Chang is a person who really sure. ha- did help popularize ramen in fancy establishments and make it very sort of customizable. Another one is um, Jewish guy. Jewish guy. Come on.
2: I don't, I don't know all ta- the Jews. talked guy. about the guy. you. I feel like you talked about that guy. Ivan who, Orkin. Who's like, he, he was like, was not ever going to be a ramen person. Like he was a chef, and then just yeah, decided yeah. to pursue ramen and actually like change the ramen game. Yeah, and, told and he me about did it him. a lot,
0: like as like a white dude in who Japan. Ivan Ivan Borkin yeah. of Ivan Ramen.
2: I know this guy. I know he did this a guy.
0: chef's table episode.
2: Oh um, that is.
0: And then plenty of enterprising Japanese chefs in America who have made it possible to do corn and ramen. I remember the first time I had that was actually in Austin, Texas. That's
2: Steve Martin. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what a cutie. Yeah, his what was it. His wife who was like, just do it. Yeah, I think he... God, did somebody supportive
0: away? I don't remember Ivan's story that much, which is sad. Um, but, like, there are a lot of people who have very deliberately changed the ramen game and made it very inventive and made it very fun. Yeah. So we can get all the black garlic oils mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, in a way that... I think it's because Americans, for a long time, and this is going to get deep and annoying, but the the model minority myth, right... We went through mm-hmm. this period of like Japanophilia in America mm-hmm. okay. in the 1980s, yeah. okay. where we were like, and still now with anime and all that stuff, but in I think the 1980s especially, it was like, the Japanese are so good at doing business and manufacturing in <laughs> their cars and their electronics. or yeah. You know, that was- uh, I was obsessed
2: with robots because of Japan and yeah. stuff. Like, Yeah.
0: And so I think, like, sushi, <laughs> the reason Americans will pay so much for sushi is because of that sort of myth, That's right? The reason so that- the reason America that was one
2: big weeb for a while. Oh, no, like, America's actually, actually, actually <laughs> yeah.
0: and the reason that Korean people had to open sushi restaurants in Los Angeles because people weren't eating Korean food, I mm. think, was trying to pass off this, like, you know, uh, sort of myth of Japanese food as mm. being like, oh, it's so noble and pure. And so I think people being able to sell more expensive bowls of ramen, because now you can- People pay 19 20 bucks for a bowl of ramen, no problem. I
1: paid $20 for pho the other day. Where? Uh, Forage.
0: Forage is one of the few new school pho spots. But it's Think so about good, it. I don't
1: care. So pho, chef, <laughs> yeah.
0: chef Perry Chung. So this is my single favorite bowl of pho in LA. He makes an oxtail broth pho.
1: That was my favorite from Forage is the oxtail pho. But everywhere else, I always get the beef special because I don't know yeah. what the heck they're going to put in there, but I'm going to eat it. <laughs> no, 100%. Uh, uh,
0: Dak Biette. Anytime you see Dak biet on a menu, Always it means like how special. Wow. Always, Always order, order it. There'll other be tendon, than tripe, meatballs.
1: Forage's oxtail pho is unlike any other bowl of pho I've ever had, and I love it so much. Same. It's my favorite. Wow. It's
0: like my favorite bowl of pho in Los Angeles, but he's yeah, sort of, he of one sleeps. of the few uh, people. <laughs> I mean, not that, you know, he uses Mary's chicken, he uses, uh, he names the farm on his beef, stuff yes, like that. Yes, he does. And so he's one of the few people that is really charging that much money for a bowl of fun. To worth me, it. it is absolutely worth it. It is
1: so dang 100%. worth it. Wow, No, yeah. If it brings, when food brings you joy like that,
2: a- at any price, yeah. doesn't matter. Worth it to me. Yeah. I spent, I think when I really got m- my relationship closer with ramen was in the <laughs> pandemic, when I sound like, like
0: a church testimonial I know. right now.
2: When I found ramen, uh, <laughs> I literally bought a bulk of the Korean fiery ramen, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, the, the the one that like bullduck? all these mukbang, bullduck? yeah, buldak sauce, uh-huh. yeah, and like all these all those YouTubers who would make an entire giant pot and just down it. Like the sexual tension between me dropping comedy and just doing that for a living, <laughs> workout, ramen mukbang, sleep. That would be my life. <laughs> but I I would eat that all the time. And my spice tolerance got like it was it used to be really bad where I'd wake up at 4 a.m. and have the, the time, yeah, yeah, the yeah, experience, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bathroom yeah. trip. Sure. Um, but then I got to the point where like I kept making it and adding things and making it my own. You saw my TikTok and you said my noodles were overcooked. It's fine. <laughs> what if I, <laughs> I only, just said that to you? Yeah. You, well, you were like, it was great. It was great. I was like, you can be honest. You're like, yeah, no, no. Your noodles were overcooked. Okay.
0: Yeah. You will, if you somebody asks for the concert yeah, yeah, criticism. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. ask.
2: Josh's food opinion and want the fake answer. That's
0: right. That's I just right. want to make sure that I didn't come off immediately abrasive because yeah. I do that sometimes. No,
2: it's all right. No, with me. And I got to the point where I didn't even have the tummy rumblies. I was a strong <laughs> Look at you, ramen woman. Growth. I love
1: it. Um, Your body
0: adapted.
2: But that fiery, t- nothing compares to the bulldog sauce. Bulldog? Mm-hmm. Bulldog? It's killer. It
0: bulldog ramen. I think it's bulldog ramen.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Killer. Like and Shin
0: Ramyun Black was the one that I grew up. That was Ooh. the premium, the premium instant ramen experience that I grew up with.
2: I, I want to feel. I just like want to feel something. I grew up I with a kosher that. cup
0: I of noodles this.
1: with the peas. There was like three peas in it. Mm. Oh, no. Maybe three. Maybe three. That was my that was my stuff oh right there. My gosh. What are
0: what are other other Asian noodle soups that that have your attention? Like I'm I'm thinking one for Cordy that is one of my favorite things of all time is called Tan Tan Men. Oh. Have you been to? It's a What's spot called men? Killer Noodle. So uh, dan-dan, oh. dandan Dandan Men oh, Dandan noodles.
2: Yeah, Tan Tan Men is a I Japanese. I I've tried Dandan and I, I can't get super into it. Oh, but man. you know what I have is a newer discovery that I am absolutely obsessed with is Shabu. Shabu. Oh, shabu shabu,
1: yes, that's so is, good. That's where it hits. Try sukiyaki, which is shabu shabu, but with like a f- really intensely flavored broth, it'll change the perfect game for attack. You. Me, yeah, well, I, that's really good. Story. I
0: don't know, I just love he- Heidi Lao, like Chinese hot pot, they're mm-hmm. from Sichuan. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair.
1: I think they're from Sichuan or they're
0: from Shanghai. I can't remember. Um, but I love Chinese hot pot. But like other noodle soups. Um,
1: um, one that I, I make at home a lot, I make a beef udon soup because I I I take a, I cook a lot of beef and then I section off the beef into plastic, um, you know, little containers. And then I heat up the beef and then I cook my noodles and then I put in broth and it's so damn good. Yeah. <laughs> my udon, My beef udon soup is quite delicious. I, udon noodles
0: Fantastic. are just, they've always been too... Too big, too yeah. chewy, like yeah, a little a bit shame. for my for my personal taste. I love it. Um, I
1: love how thick it is. Yeah,
0: Zaru Soba is probably my favorite yeah. noodle of all time. But uh, another one, a Korean soup, uh, karguksu.
1: Mm. karguksu. Oh my gosh, so they're like, where the broth is like milky?
0: And it's it's a clam-based broth. Oh my So gosh. it's like a clam and pork-based broth. And I clams are like my favorite animal to eat. I just love clams. <laughs> I'm a big clam guy. I don't know how to explain it. But it's a clam broth and these like thick knife-cut noodles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's just wow. one of my favorite things of all time. But...
2: Well, wow. what did we learn today? Yeah, do we have to come to a consensus? Do we have to?
0: Yeah, pho wins, right? Yeah. Like no, no, no. There's no consensus on the podcast ever. We just use this as an excuse to talk about the things we love, and it's kind of beautiful.
1: I personally will gravitate gra- will gravitate towards pho. towards. Pho. I <laughs> love pho the most, but I will eat ramen as much as I can. Yeah.
2: So But to to that point. I feel guilty after eating too much ramen. My body but,
1: doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: but I feel like when I eat a bunch like like the physical feeling yes, but also emotionally mm-hmm. if I'm eating a bunch of pho, I'm like this is good for me. I <laughs> yeah. feel like I'm healing my body every time I have True. some. So, I I can recede my my ramen passion and and agree that pho is probably the superior soup.
0: Cambodian Hutu is the greatest noodle soup. No, uh, well, actually, it's really good. But uh, no, there's just such a wide variety of noodle soups that come from East Asia that people should be Trying to enjoy as much as possible. We didn't even talk about Thai duck noodle soup, right? Mm, shame, we didn't on even, mm, shame on you us. Know, For uh, shame on us. Talk about ban kan cow, yeah. uh, cow soy. There's just so many different noodle soups out there. Yeah. Taiwanese beef noodle soup with the pickled mustard mm. greens.
2: I only Ooh. know about the history of the noodle because one time at a mythical work event, someone on the mythical team was like, hey, go ask, go ask Josh <laughs> if noodles are Italian. And I was like, oh, what? Okay. And they all like gathered and like watched me go up to you and L-O-M. get stuck in a half an, hour half an hour lecture, but good lecture, like college lecture <laughs> on the history of the noodle. And I was like, whoa, I was like, oh my God. Okay, I see why they're doing And now I, I think I've told people to go and ask you before, but That's yeah. me once a week. Wait, I think I, re- <laughs> I think
0: I remember that. That was like early days. Years was, ago, I think it was yeah.
2: 2019.
0: And and you didn't run and you're here no, now.
2: No, I love it. I love food. It gives me so much joy and I've felt a lot of joy being here today.
1: Aww. Thanks for coming.
0: All right, Nicole and Courtney, i heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call <gasps>
2: Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casserole!
0: God, Nicole's all jacked up today.
1: All right. <laughs> all right, let's listen to the first one. Wait, do we
0: have any fact corrections?
1: Dude, what, no. What
0: about all my uh, things about the Meiji Restoration, Maggie? We got nothing. Oh my on that. god! The Meiji Rest. One of my most. It's one of the most fascinating times in history. We don't have to get it. Get into
2: over it, it. <laughs> later, nerd. Later. Sorry, I had to say at least once. Hey guys, my name's Adam, and uh, controversial take, but the best breakfast gravy is
0: chocolate gravy. Yes. (laughs) It's something I grew up eating.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Breakfast gravy. It's
0: uh, just a simple butter roux mixed up with a little bit of milk, some uh, flour, Dutch processed cocoa, special dark if you feel it bougie, (laughs) and uh, yeah, a little bit of sugar just to uh, bring out the sweetness, maybe a pinch of salt. Yes, sir. That on top of some butter biscuits. Yes, sir. that's, uh, That's a good time uh also salmon gravy but that's a different story oh, it it's, like like uh, it's a divisive away.
1: thing but salmon, it's salmon chocolate gravy? gravy is fantastic uh if you've never had it please try it i uh, strongly recommend it oh. thanks guys great
2: podcast uh you guys uh take care goodbye
1: breakfast gravy i have I've a one never quest. heard of this <laughs> did,
0: you're not eating
2: gravy for
1: breakfast did they say mother brew
0: what? Butter-roo. butter It wasn't mother Um, Chocolate gravy. Chocolate gravy is a very <laughs> unique Southern food that inspired a recipe in the very early days of Mythical Kitchen. That's right. We made Oreo biscuits and gravy, which is one of the coolest recipes we've done. True. We made like a chocolate biscuit with the special dark processed cocoa. Mm-hmm. And then we made like this like white chocolate ganache disc in the middle. Sorry. And then we made like wow. a cookies and cream white chocolate gravy
1: to go on top. yeah, times. chocolate gravy
0: is a thing that more people... Need to realize. You take the, the combination of like a roux and milk, and then you can add whatever you want to it. It can be sweet, it can be savory, all that. Mm, Courtney, what it. are your top three breakfast gravies?
2: Um, oatmeal. <laughs> it's a breakfast. Oatmeal's gravy. Breakfast? <laughs> it's it's a
1: breakfast. Depends how thick and thin you like it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't I've never done a breakfast gravy in my life. I recently went to London and had like uh the the full English breakfast. How was mm. it? Uh I love it. I'm obsessed. Yes. So I like now ha- keep beans, baked beans yes. in the kitchen because I'm like, this is exactly what I need with a breakfast when I want savory, but I just want a little bit of sweetness sure. too. The beans on toast mm-hmm. slaps. There beans on
0: toast is great. People rip on the British for beans on toast all the time. Uh, I love it it's amazing I, like on toast I love it also the beans are like well seasoned they're like sweet they're a little bit mm-hmm. spiced
1: I like the tomatoes that are always on yes. the plate. the tomatoes are the star in my opinion those also have that sweetness they still. very
0: much remind me of like the tomatoes that you get with kebab. oh yeah
1: yeah yeah you very know super. where
0: they're like not quite roasted mm-hmm. down like enough just but they're just like enough. hot yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. burnt and a little bit raw I love them yeah
2: there's <laughs> this place in Edinburgh called the larder that has a full English breakfast that is incredible mm-hmm. like if you've never had haggis or the, the, the black pudding oh yeah like you go there
0: and it's oh, so good Elliot, yeah. so dude also mentioned salmon gravy which is the thing I've yeah. never heard of but I, ju- I just I ra- just looked it up
1: random random.
0: somebody mentioned yeah it's just a white cream gravy with uh, canned salmon in it which I don't think I would like that I I feel like if you did smoked salmon in that like lox you chopped up lox you kind of let it cook you get that smokiness infused in there it's like a fishy bacon gravy with the smoke
2: well maybe common I am not the biggest like fishy person no I love sushi and I love fish and chips, but I can't do fish so Like stuff. a fishy
0: fish, like, like, like fishy. anchovy, sardine, mackerel. like That's
2: that'll my go get stuff yeah. right there. Yeah, give me I the love, love smoked Black that's... cod, that was incredible, Ooh. but I can't get really hard into like the fishy energy. That's okay. Like the fishy. What's our next opinion, Maggie? Hey, Josh and Nicole. My name is Brian from Ohio. Hi, Brian. And
0: I don't have an opinion. But it's actually a little bit of a plea for help.
1: Oh, okay. oh, no. So
0: my oh, husband is, is, is allergic to onions. Are you OK? Oh, no. So we've been dealing with that. And suddenly my body last year decided that corn is now an enemy. No. Now, I am slightly allergic to corn and all corn products. <gasps> so my question is, what do
2: we eat?
1: <laughs> Love the podcast. Thanks.
2: Wow! So
1: my ramen recipe's out the window. That's right. <laughs> I have I have an answer for the onions. What? So asafoedita is a is a wonderful tree resin used a lot in Indian cooking mm. that is similar to garlic and onion and alumi flavors. Oh. So if you want to add a little bit of oniony flavor without any of those allergens, buy a bottle of asafoedita and it'll give you the same like bacterial yummy alumi taste that onions wow. will give you. That's uh, awesome. I don't know about corn though, y'all. Corn I and that, corn,
2: corn products too. So that means like yeah. corn syrup, mm-hmm. uh, corn starch. That's in a lot of stuff. Shoot, that's tough. Shoot.
0: We've we've made so many strides in technology though, in terms of, like uh, anything like rice based, right? Like mm-hmm. for for people sure. who are gluten free, and they're like, I can't eat, eat all these things. It's like there are so many cultures that went thousands of years without wheat, right? That's without true. gluten, like mm-hmm. just just get really into rice. Get eat a bunch of rice noodles. You know the, the yeah. world of rice is vast, and rice is the food that feeds more people in the world than anything.
1: Yeah, but America, so much corn is in everything. Corn in is in everything. That's yeah. that's Which really, is really bad. hard. So just like be very vigilant about reading labels. Yeah, because
2: America's corny as hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, there's workout. so like what? Okay, what corn? Notwithstanding the like corn syrup stuff, but like what corn-based products? Cornflakes you not eat. Cornflakes, but there's like literally checks makes like five different varieties. Mm-hmm. They make wheat checks. They make juices. rice checks. They make. All that. You know what I mean?
2: Popsicles. Corn
0: tortilla flour. Yeah. You just got to get like all cane sugar stuff. Yeah. For just... the onion thing, I, I, this, onions in a lot of recipes, they're kind of just used to absorb flavor, mm-hmm. right? Like they become little flavor pockets. You cook down onions. Really? Okay. And if you think about it, it's sort of like, um. Like but it's, in its a curry, right?
2: twist on it. It kind of adds like a twang to yeah. all the flavors. I don't think it absorbs flavors.
1: I think it gives flavors. It, it gives flavor too. But like
0: if you think about like making like a, a curry or something, right? Okay. A curry paste, right? You sure. blend the onions because the onions give it like body.
1: Body, sure. Even like
0: hot sauce, salsa. Fair. It's giving flavor certainly. But okay. there's other stuff like, but if you look at other cultures, so like in Peru, right? Aji verde. Okay. Right? That sauce is literally thickened with lettuce. Because they just need something to give it body. So you literally just blend lettuce. And that's like a very common thing that like we typically wouldn't think of. Sure. Right Infra outside that context. Um, I've just been using cabbage a lot. I and will cheese, just dice yeah. cabbage super fine and like use that in the base of some sort of flavorful stew or whatever.
1: That sounds good.
0: And that just absorbs. It gives a different flavor. You're going to get more of that fartiness, but I enjoy a good <laughs> farty food. You know, I'm a freak like that seven days a week. And so uh, <laughs> dice up cabbage. Like you can use a lot of different vegetables mm. for that. But sure. I
2: yeah, flour, oh. flour alternatives to corn, sounds like. And just really pay attention to those labels. That <sighs> sucks. I'm sorry. But food is awesome. And there are so many different foods out there that will Great. fill that void.
1: Hey, Josh. Hey, Nicole. Uh, hey, Maggie. Uh, my opinion <laughs> Maggie is very short. Out. It is only five words. And those five words are so divisive that apparently I actually one time posted them on Facebook, and for some reason Facebook took the post down for violating community violence standards. What? So I don't understand sh- why. about to come out But of those his mouth. five words are baking cookies makes them worse. Oh. There is no situation in which I'd rather have a cookie that has been baked and cooked through. I always want that raw cookie dough. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for the pod. I love it. Love the show. This is Kevin from Virginia. And uh, yeah, thanks. Bye. Kevin that's from Virginia. So, yeah. Let Kevin cook Funny. and let the let cookies Kevin not cook. Cook
2: or lack thereof. This guy is chaotic
1: evil. <laughs> and yeah, I and love and him. it's
2: probably because Facebook was like, "Nope, that's a health violation. Oh, don't, yeah. don't talk about it." That's true.
0: Salmonella goodbye. is a myth. No, salmonella is actually the biggest foodborne disease in America, and I got in trouble for talking about that Josh chicken. Fe. Um, fe. But-, but
2: also, they like speaking of technology and like modern foods. Like, there's so many like safe
1: cookie dough mm-hmm. Safe to eat cookie dough you you short
0: sure. you get pasteurized eggs if you want to still make it yourself
1: <gasps> i love cookie dough i, I prefer <laughs> cookie dough to regular cookies okay, let's all come down let's
0: let's all come down all right we're all on this like Sorry. big high talking about raw cookie dough i want to eat it but if there were no <laughs> you can only appreciate raw cookie dough for the fact that cooked cookies exist, right? It's okay. a fun aberration from the Yum. vanilla lifestyle that you've been living by eating all these cooked cookies, mm. right? If, 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 if raw cookie dough was the norm, right? If everybody was out there, they're selling raw cookie dough in little balls at the 7-Eleven by the cash register, Subway was giving out little raw cookie dough balls, Kevin from Virginia would be calling going, hey guys, this is a crazy opinion that I have. I think that raw dough that we've been eating is better cooked. Right? Okay. We uh, only want well, it not, as an uh, aberration too. we are not
1: in that universe in 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 the multiverse. That is not what we're we doing proposing- right now.
0: The radicalism that he is proposing this is that... This isn't everything
1: everywhere all at once in <laughs> and, and this universe where you have balls of cookie dough at the register of doesn't exist. He You're making hypothetical. Up in your head. He
0: introduced it hypothetical. That is always better not cooked. No, it is only better not cooked because they are generally cooked. Okay. Uh,
1: he he's, didn't he's have space to write all that. He said five he's words. He's creating five false reality.
0: And was they was are right. Facebook I, was right to censor him.
2: My hot take is I, I think as a texture girly, I prefer cookies rather than cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. I think, like but so. I just, when I hold cookie dough, I just want to like, rub it in my face out on my hands and just and be a little baby. <laughs> Are you, then, like, a person that's just, round. like,
0: squishing things through your hands?
2: I'm a texture girlie.
0: Same. Is that something, <laughs> like, uh, wrong with our brains?
2: Yeah. Did you? I saw this wrong. TikTok the other know. day. This guy d- dyed his Rice Krispie Treats gray so that he could pretend he was eating concrete. <laughs> I'm <laughs> into that. <laughs> and Home it looked awesome. awesome.
1: He, he showed it. I was like, yeah, you <laughs> did it. I want
0: to sandwich raw cookie dough between two co- cookies.
1: You know what we used to like do, do at, at, my old, at my old uh, chocolate store? Ma. We used to take brownies, and then we would wrap a brownie like cube in raw cookie dough and eat it. Mm. Oh,
0: you wouldn't sell it. That was just for you. Y'all are so
1: that naughty. That was just for me and Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. I hope you're listening. <laughs> That's Kate. My family is really weird. No. <laughs> so me Same. and my girl enjoy... Cheerios and butter. We just take a stick of butter and some Cheerios. We take a butter knife and just smother some butter on Cheerios. I think it's good, but the best my family doesn't. My, me and my grandma think it's really good. See what you guys think. Who gave I this child their relationship? Who gave this child access to a phone?
0: All happy yeah. families are like all unhappy families are unhappy in their own unique ways. Tolstoy said that. Uh,
1: did Tolstoy write, write again? Did Tolstoy write The Seagull? <laughs> what? Did Tolstoy write The Seagull? I don't think so. What's oh, that? well then this conversation is pointless. <laughs> Dude, I cannot
2: fathom butter on Cheerios. That's so wild.
0: Well, they just need a vessel because they're out there trying to eat crunchy butter and I respect that.
1: See, I can't get, I mean, maybe salted butter, but I can't get behind butter. You're right. Salted butter and Cheerios makes total sense. Unsalted, Get out of here. Well yeah, because people do like they'll put butter on crackers, yeah, and, you know? You're right. So it's not that
2: weird.
0: What is Cheerios but tiny little ring crackers? Yeah. Um I'm not as much of a butter guy as people would maybe think. I'm a mayonnaise guy. I'm trying to figure out more innovative ways to eat crunchy mayonnaise
1: oh, than I am crunchy
0: butter. And so I could see myself in the same vein, hear me out, this is gonna be gross, tossing Cheerios with mayonnaise and eating it with this. Spoon. Arrest
2: this first, but what? I see it. Right, Arrest thank you. This man. But I just want to say I love that kid and their grandma's relationship. You're that sounds cute. lovely and stick together. <laughs> like you guys Cheerios versus the butter. world with your yeah with Cheer- mm-hmm. like Cheerios and butter.
0: <laughs> Should we do one more? Or do we have time? For- Maggie, come on, one more. Maggie, Maggie please, please, Maggie,
1: please, Maggie, please, please, Maggie, please, 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 Maggie, please, Maggie, 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 come Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Come on, Maggie, can we do her one cook. more? Maggie?
2: There we go. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, call to tell you guys about a meal that my dad would make when my mom wasn't home.
0: Yes, he's the best. Was,
2: um, it was called sausage fondue. Yes. <laughs> and what? this was uh, literally just tomato sauce heated up <gasps> in a pan that we would dip sausage into.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and this, this very, very much aggravated my mom, who would cook us like exquisite meals, oh. and my brother and I would shout about how we wanted um, sausage <laughs> fondue. <laughs> oh, oh that's so sweet. I love that. That's so funny. I love when it's like parents will go above and beyond to make these meals, but like sometimes there's just it's the beauty mm-hmm. and simplicity. Yeah. I love that.
0: There's a lot of gender dynamics at play here that I don't feel qualified enough to speak on. You know, Same. mom like working so hard to make healthy, balanced, mm-hmm. delicious meals. And, and, and dad, going, we
2: want <laughs> tomato meat.
0: Dad doesn't want to. Dirty more dishes so he has the kids just <laughs> dip sausages into a pot.
1: This was like a, um, you know how like that's so raveny stuff, like she could see the future? Yeah, yeah. This is like my future.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. David
1: is going to be a sausage fondue dad and I'm going to be exquisite meal mom. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. I think it's great. I'm
0: going to be both is yeah. the thing. Yeah. Because like yeah. it's funny because Ju- Julia, I cook dinner for Julia almost every night so and she's sweet. also like out of town for work a lot. And so when she's out of town, I'm eating like whatever. There was a point where I just made a Philly roast pork sandwich from scratch like six nights in a row (laughs) because I I want to try and perfect the Philly roast pork sandwich and I bought like eight pounds of pork. So I just kept doing that. But Julia is very much like every meal should be balanced. Like there should be a green vegetable. There should be a non-green vegetable. There should be a starch. There should be a protein. You know, and she's not like crazy about it, but like that's how she prefers to eat. And I like to be the one to sort of like nurture her for that. So I'm going to be the person where... We're going to have kids. We're going to cook really healthy, delicious, balanced Mm -hmm. meals. And then she goes out of town. And then I'm going to flip to like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. (laughs) Hyde of it all. And it's going to be sausage fondue.
1: Oh, my My goodness. She's coming over to Uncle Josh's house. (laughs) I
2: love it. I want to make sausage and peppers now. I know. It sounds so good, Um, actually. But speaking of pork, I really, really miss that ramen sloppy joe you made for me. Yeah. That that one time. Can you? I want another one.
0: I'll I'll do it again. Okay. We'll do it for your vlog. Thanks. Everyone follow Courtney. Where can people find you?
2: Oh my gosh. I'm at co underscore mill everywhere. And I have a YouTube channel and also you can catch me on Smosh. We make lots of fun stuff on Smosh pit and very silly games and live streams on Smosh games. Thank you for that. Even though
0: nobody knows what Smosh is or how they got the name Courtney, that's really beautiful. And uh, (laughs) no, this is super fun. Thank you so much for, for coming by.
1: Thanks for having me guys
0: of course Nicole you have any closing words people and on, on that
1: you? note thank you for listening to a hot dog is a sandwich we got new audio only episodes every Wednesday and a video version here on YouTube every Sunday
0: and if you want to be featured on opinions or like casseroles give us a ring and leave a quick message at one dog pod one have you ever called the number
2: no I'm going to you now should call call yeah leave an opinion leave an opinion okay. yeah, yeah, we're proud of our voice now
0: that's probably it that's probably it that's See probably you next all time? we have to say about that thanks for
1: coming you know all right. Yee-yee. Um,
0: keep keep on eating.